Juan Carlos Blacker <laughs> is the host of a new show that's coming out of Get a Grip Studios. Um, and he's going to be on the Joe Pater experience. No, just kidding. It's called Get a Grip on Rebates, and it's going to be hosted by Juan Carlos Blacker, and the show is going to be Joe Pater. So we're giving you a little taste right here because we bumped into him down at Horticom. We sat him down in a chair, and we said, Joe, Juan Carlos, tell us everything you know about horticultural lighting and about rebates at that show. And so we had a good talk with him. So if you're into that kind of thing... Here comes Juan Carlos. But before we do, we want you to know that this episode of the show, the last show of the year, the show of shows, <laughs> the show of shows <laughs> is sponsored by our association, the National Association of Innovative Lighting Distributors. Go to NAILD.org. That's nail.org. And put it this way. If you have light bulbs in a warehouse, you should join Nailed. If you have light fixtures in a warehouse, you should join Nailed. Um, it's just it's your association. It's and people say, "Oh, what's the what is my ROI of joining Nailed?" Look, man, if you think that um, being an associate an association needs to have a stringent, strict return on investment, then don't join. I don't want you. But if you understand the value of association, you understand what it, what it means to be in a group of like-minded people that are creating educational products, that are doing um, posting a convention, um, and that are, are you know uh, doing a whole bunch of other things, you can come down and check it out. But if you don't understand that, then you know maybe that's a tragedy for you because it's a wonderful thing. And I've been in it for I don't know, since 2006 or 2005. I can't remember. Greg's been in since 2007. So go to NAILD.org. That's nailed.org. Check us out. Uh, call up Sarah at the Nailed office. Um, you can speak to Greg or I if you want. Uh, you got to make an appointment. But go to NAILD.org. That's right. Check us out. But for right now, we got Juan Carlos Blacker on the Get a Grip Online podcast. The Joe Pater Experience. How's it going, Juan Carlos Blacker? <laughs> going well mike how are you you know what's funny about this kind of stuff i already feel like we've met well because we've done the face-to-face -face yeah. the synchronous digital communication right you look the same in person wow <laughs> you're much handsomer in person so how do you get wow i don't know how to feel about that <laughs> <laughs> so we're, <clears throat> we're here at Horta. what's it hort horta can light and tech right what are you here for uh, I am here for a couple of reasons. Um, one, being in the horticultural lighting space on the rebate side or on the utility side, looking for how utilities are going to dive into this space and provide rebates for manufacturers and for users mm. um, to get the, get the more efficient horticultural lighting products out into the market. Now that LEDs are starting to take over mm -hmm. from... Um, the other technologies that were used traditionally in horticultural lighting, we're seeing some efficiencies that are growing there. So I'm here to see what's new in that space. Um, I helped uh, develop the DLC spec back in uh, a couple years back, and uh, and so I've been involved in the space for a couple couple years. Because it's not all about energy savings; it's about production of the product. Well, that's that's the interesting thing about horticultural lighting, which is so different than human lighting. Right? It, we're not. It is not a way to see. It is a it is a method of production. Yeah, sure. Right? right. So so the outcomes you're looking for are not so the, the, the color is good or I can see you across the room. It's really the, how much product you're going to get, mm -hmm. uh, how, yields. how well that oh, yields. yields, how how that product is uh, is coming out, the quality of it, and mm. uh, and uh, and then the energy that's used because in horticultural lighting or in horticulture. Is it all about cannabis? Yeah, of course. <laughs> like it's like, you know, it's like a horticultural lighting. 
Yes. <laughs> well, I think that that's why this this uh, this conference probably, and I don't know this for sure, but I think that's why the conference changed its name. This conference was called the Horticultural Lighting Conference for the last couple of years, and this year they changed it to Horticam. Yeah, basically um, it's cannabis. Basically, they, they understand that cannabis is driving, driving the development. Sure. Right? I think there's going to be a lot of other uses in the um, horticultural space sure. that isn't cannabis, but cannabis is going to be driving that innovation because it's the it's it's the the big thing right now. Yeah, so. we've had a, we were having we had an argument, not an argument, but a discussion that turned kind of into a uh, a heated, a bit of a heated right. discussion about you know a, a lot of the purposes of of what we're doing in the energy sector, and I think sometimes. Um, people get a little big for their britches right. and they start tackling words like climate change right. with a light bulb. You know, like you, you go from, you know, uh, climate change to your electric car. Like those are stretches. We're trying to renovate this economy. We're trying to get to a place where we're, where we have less of an impact. But, you know, is that what this is about or is it about growing food? Is it about cannabis? Like what is the rebate space in this market for? Yeah. The, so, so it's two things, right? The horticultural lighting, in, as a in general, is about growing the food, growing right. the food, growing the can, growing whatever the product is. Sure. For 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 rebates, it's really to drive more efficient products because indoor agriculture, no matter how you look at it, uh, is incredibly resource intensive. Yeah, it's water, for sure, yeah. water, energy, right. all those things. One of the big ways to cut that down is look at the lighting, yeah. right? With LED technology growing in this space. We're seeing a lot of efficiencies there. So the, the utilities are driving those efficiencies. Not one, climate change is always a, a reason. It's sort of the back reason. But for utilities, it's because the load increases on these indoor mm. grows is pretty pretty great. In Portland, where I'm from, there are a ton of new indoor grows in the city of Portland sure. that weren't there before. That's you need low. substations to run that right. stuff. That's load, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's load that they weren't prepared for. And sure. so they need to bring down those loads so they can actually provide the power. Yeah. Right? Ultimately, at the end, the, the, the long-term uh, benefits is that it's going to save power. It's going to help yeah. climate change issues. But really, right now, it's just to be able to to um, manage the load increases that are coming into the, the Electric system. vehicle has the same issue. Like, right. charging electric right. vehicles is a major, major yeah. infrastructure Exactly, problem. exactly. So that's really what utilities are always focused on, uh. on, the, on the rebate side. They're so really it's a practical trying, issue. Yeah, it's absolutely practical, yeah. right? It's to, to help manage load, help manage peak demand, sure. uh, all those Utility buzzwords that uh, that we've talked about before on on the rebate side of this, this podcast. <laughs> um, Does an indoor grow facility is it typically an, an existing building or what you've seen, or are they more new buildings getting built to grow? Yeah, it, dep- it, it depends. Uh, it's both. I think in, in established cities like Portland, we're seeing a lot of empty warehouses being converted into indoor grows. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're having a lot of custom buildings built as well. Mm-hmm. Um, custom buildings are nicer. You can you can build that around sort of the infrastructure that you need, not the one that you want. Um, yeah. I think in California and and in other legal states, we there's, we saw a lot of people building indoor grows, not not knowing what their needs were going to be in energy and and setting up setting up shop and actually not having the power to drive what they need. Yeah, I mean, you could you could not have the service you need from the utility right, right. on the building. Right. Like, it's very, like, even a, a warehouse-style service may not be enough to run your, your indoor run your grow. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, it's, it's a service issue from the utility. You need to double or triple the size of the, the wire coming into your facility. Right. So the utilities are, are, are uh, driven in a couple of different ways, yeah. right? It's, it is the service issue. So they And they look at those indoor growers as as uh, industrial customers, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, not necessarily agricultural customers, industrial customers, because mm-hmm. it's 
it's in in city it's in established or mm-hmm. new warehouses or new buildings um and they have to be able to provide the service mm-hmm. um at least for the legal mm-hmm. the legal yeah, side sure. right so, and lights are generally left on most of the time in these facilities uh, or are they I, you know i'm not an expert grower and, yeah. and no uh, it depends on what fa- in cannabis it depends on what phase of the growing operation there are and sure. every every crop every every product that, that's being grown is different so okay. some are left on all day some are not, are not uh depends depends so as people are building them do you think that a lot of them are still doing traditional technologies had and hypersodium i think i think they are yeah i think they are i mean one led is incredibly expensive in comparison mm-hmm. but uh, two the um, Growers, they've been growing their products in in whatever way they've they've traditionally done it. They don't want to change those recipes, right? Yep. The lighting and the HVAC, all that's a recipe in how you how you grow your product. And, sure, and you don't want to make that change unless you have proven results with uh, new, more efficient technology. So, yeah, even if like it's it's a production process, it's right. a totally different thing. You're using the light to create a yield right, for yourself. Right, right. I think there's something to the HPS that the the um, I sat beside a guy on a plane that was uh, a, a president of a company that was growing marijuana in, in Nevada, I think. Right. And I think they had six warehouses. And he said he's, he felt like there was something to the HPS and the heat. There was something about the heat and the infrared that, that LED had lacked. Yeah, so that, that's been the case. And I, again, I'm not a, uh, an expert on the technology and sure. the grow side, but, uh, but that has been one of the arguments is that if you take out HDS and put in the LED, then you lack a heat situation. So then you have to compensate with, with heating yes, or HVAC sure. systems. And so all that's a play, right? Yeah. The other thing, though, is if you have uh, HDS, then you can't put plants close to HS with LED. Yeah, you, can yeah, put, yeah. you can stack you higher. Can't you can do stacking. Yeah, yeah, right, you can sure. do a lot more. So there's trade-offs either way but from my perspective and from where where i come from in the utility world it's really all about energy consumption how do we drive that in fact one of the reasons i'm here is not only to see what's new and what's happening but i'm helping promote a conference that we're running with uh with the resource innovation institute down in san diego in february called the uh indoor agriculture energy solutions conference which is really focused on how to mitigate uh or to to increase resources uh, in in indoor agriculture production, so mm. I'm promoting that to some of the some of the speakers and some of the uh, huh. manufacturers here to see if they're interested in joining that. You guys should come down as well. Maybe we will. Yeah. So no, I'm, I'm trying to, from a rebate standpoint, still trying to wrap my head around. So, as a is it more light equals better growth? It, not necessarily it, more lumens. Way like too that. little time right now to go into okay. that, and I'm yeah. probably not the person. There are some yeah. academics here yeah. who can tell you, and again, depends on. There's the probably people. some quack academics here too. I'd like <laughs> to talk to them too, because what I could see happening is, is, is people that you know they take out 400 watts and they're like, yeah. "Well, I'm going to keep it at 400 watts. I'll just jam more LEDs." It's in. not that at all, right? No, okay. It's all about. Um, I, I don't want to get into it because I'll we'll get emails about how I messed it all up, but uh, <laughs> sure. But, uh, you know, with, with human lighting, it's about lumens, right? Yep. Lumens, color temperature, that sort of thing. With horticultural lighting, it's about, um, I don't know, my, uh, too early in the morning to remember yeah. all the terminology. But it's, it's different. Uh, yeah. It's like micro, micro moles per joule and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, spectrums and, and, um, and again, not the technologist, but, uh, but sure. they're definitely interested. Um, should the rebates so. be prescriptive? Should they be engineered? Should they be some sort of custom thing? What, how do you think the, the, the utility should lay out their rebate programs for horticulture? Yeah, good question. And I think that's the development, right? The the Design Lights Consortium, which has put a uh, energy efficiency specification onto horticultural lighting as of about a year ago, mm-hmm. um, have established sort of a baseline for utilities to work around in terms of what 
what they should be looking for, what 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 it looks like in in an energy efficient space, sort of like the energy star for horticultural lighting, mm-hmm. uh, or the DLC for horticultural lighting, um, mm-hmm. the way it is in commercial lighting. Um, but uh, but it's still determinant on on the utilities. Some utilities have prescriptive rebates, a certain amount for horticultural. Of, for horticultural, what yeah. are they? What are they? What are they at? Like what are the amounts? Uh, again, I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, it could be all over the map. You. Is it over more more than a couple hundred bucks? It, in some cases, it can be. I've heard as much as five. Oh, wow. Six, seven hundred dollars per okay. fixture. So, uh, yeah. So it was, you were talking about the rebates and the amounts. You said right. upwards of four or five hundred dollars. You've seen out there. Yeah, don't, don't quote me on that. Yeah, but, yeah, but for I've, sure. seen, I've seen them. And it, it, it's constantly changing because technology is constantly sure. changing. You know, in uh, in the LED world, we had those issues in the beginning where they didn't they didn't perform. Mm-hmm. So you have growers who are scared, trying to get them back to it now that they're our product that is quite good. Um, and it's going to depend on the utility, what they're looking for, what kind of uh, what kind of market they, there is for it. Like, mm. You know, in, in, in legal states, there is definitely much more need mm-hmm. to drive innovation, drive yeah. e- efficiency than you might have in, say, sure. the southeast, where there's no there's no legality and there's no there's no need because outdoor is fine, right? Well, the you know, it's interesting is that um, so we've seen I, I've kind of we've had these uh, what do we call it the 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 lighting controls boom bust cycle. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what right. I called it, which is like every couple of years, there's a big surge in excitement about lighting controls and then it busts. And it ha- it's happened probably three times in my life where right. we've had the industry get really excited about this new technology and then the, nobody adopts it and it busts right. out. Uh, horticultural lighting's had a couple busts too. Right. And I've seen, uh, we've seen companies exit the space, enter and then go bankrupt or enter and then exit it and leave it. Because they can't get it figured out. Has somebody got this figured out yet? That's a, you know that's what I want to see. It's a good question. I don't think we know yet. We're all here to see, find right. out that we're, kind we're, of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I think with the green rush that has come with uh, cannabis legalization and indoor sure. growing and that side, uh, you're going to have companies that come in try to make make it work, mm. um, and it, they're going to go bust. Uh, we're seeing that on all sides in the cannabis yeah. industry, not just in lighting. Uh, people are coming in thinking. It's the new. Yeah, we're gonna make it big. Yeah, it's the new tech tech bubble. It's not right. It's much yeah, yeah. much more difficult than that. So I think it's. Do you have the right product? Is it is it performing? Sure. Um, you know, go with the established big companies who know what they they're doing, who have case studies with growers, who have who have proven results. Is is mm. are those are the companies that are gonna last? I think, not these fly by nights who come in and put put together some, you know, red green blue. Yeah, yeah, lights yeah. and, and yeah. all of a sudden they're not they're not producing so yeah because again it's it's all about yield if, yeah. if you're not getting a certain amount of watts per yield sure um that that's really what what we, sure. we want to be looking at so, so you think utilities will leverage the dlc then to to qualify fixtures or do you think there'd be another metric that somebody comes up with to um i think it's going to go two ways i think they would definitely use dlc it's that's okay. the kind of kind of established uh way they have they have qualified lighting products in the past mm-hmm. um and I think you'll see that a lot in the prescriptive programs, but in custom, I think there's going to be a lot of custom programs where it's all going to be about the whole, the whole, um, the whole building, mm-hmm. how the HVAC uh, is interfacing with the with the lighting, interfacing with controls, sure. and that's going to be all custom and it'll be driven on on just the performance. So if a product that's not LED actually drives efficiency because it's better. Um, even traditional HDS systems, yeah. then then some utilities might give rebates for that. Because sure. again, it's custom. They're building around increasing the efficiency of the whole building, not yeah. just the lighting system. I, you know, I think that there's you're going to see. I think that I think the future of agriculture is indoor, right? For for livestock and plants. Yep, I really do. I the chicken farming is already completely indoors. Yep, 
like major chicken farming. Um, you have, you know, cattle farming. They in the Netherlands is all indoor. Mm-hmm. They don't let the cows are not walking around the fields. Right. All right. Um, you see, you know, cannabis leading the way mm-hmm. in indoor farming, right. but you're starting to see like you're starting to see these vertical farms and local farms pop up in cities. I think the future of farming is indoor, and I think you're going to start to see indoor agricultural engineering companies. Right. You're going to start to see indoor agricultural technicians, like people that that are really specialized, like you would see you that are used to working in uh, stamping factories mm-hmm. or whatever, that understand the process of metal bashing. Right. Right? You're going to start to see the emergence of professionals in the indoor agricultural space, like a unique type of person, engineering, like an indoor agricultural mm-hmm. engineer, right? And he handles H or she handles HVAC, water, um, water systems, HVAC systems, lighting systems, but related to yield and growing. Right. I think you're going to see that, and it's going to be an exciting future yeah, the next 30 years. I fully agree. And so I don't, I, I, like I said, I don't think that, uh, that we know where, where the boom and bust might be yeah. for this industry, but I think the, the potential is huge. Like everybody's waiting. What's right. the year 2000 for horticulture? Like that, right. the, the internet tech bubble bust that blows everything out and then everyone builds from there. Right. And you have your Googles, you have your uh, you know Apples, and who's going to win the race? Because something has to blow up. I think horticultural lighting is at a point where I think it's going to take off. Yeah, I, I fully agree, and I think it will do even better if it starts to combine in uh, and work as a system in the whole in the whole building system because because mm. these 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 operations are not going to be just oh how's the lighting or how's this it's really about how many you know let's call it watts per per pound of yield sure right? that's yeah, going to yeah. be the measure of success or right? you know, kilojoules right. per you know right. whatever whatever per ton of uh, right. product or whatever it is. And, and also as as these operations get uh, get uh, you know the the margins for these businesses get smaller and smaller as they are in cannabis, mm-hmm. they're going to be driven to do more efficient uh, processing be- or, or production because their margins are smaller. And that's mm-hmm. going to drive them to more efficient products just to save money on their electrical bill. Sure. Right. So, so we got Juan Carlos Blacker here uh, interviewing about Horticam Light and Tech 2019 from Denver, Colorado. He's also one of the faces of the rebate show. We haven't named it yet. Uh, we're hoping it's <laughs> going to be coming out on Light Ted twice monthly or something like that. We're going to be great. We're talking about it with Joe Pater from Rebate Bus. Those two guys coming out. Juan Carlos, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem, yeah, man. Good to see Thank you. you Good to see you guys. Yeah. Too. National Association of Innovative Lighting Distributors, man. It's about association with like-minded people who do the same thing you do every day. What's the ROI? What's the ROI? How, what's my payback? It's like it's 695 bucks. You have light bulbs in a warehouse to join your association. If you got a problem with that, or you can't afford that, then we don't want you, sucker. <laughs> you know what I mean, Greg? If you Greg? do I want know. to sign up, I do. I, I get you totally. But check out nailed.org. That's where you can find us. But be a part of it. Be a part of something more than just yourself. Be a part of the industry and bettering yes. it and getting to where it needs to be. That's if what this have, is about. If you have light bulbs in a warehouse, dude, this is your association, man. You need you have an obligation to join it actually, and to, to help the industry get better and stronger and learn and grow, man. It's not a, nailed. Is not about what you get. It's about what you give back, man, to the industry as a whole, as a group, as a group of people. And that's what Greg and I are trying to do with the Get a Grip Onlining podcast. What we're trying to do when we took over management of Nailed. It's not about you. It's about us. It's about the industry. It's about giving back. It's about what we need to do as distributors to make lighting better. So if you have light bulbs in a warehouse and you have 695 bucks, give it to us right now. Go to NAILD.org, babe. That's right, buddy. Do it right now. 
I, you know, I've been in this studio for two and a half hours, so I'm a little bit hot, folks. So you're going to hear it. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, I was going to say, of course, that NLD, because that's how I do these ads. <laughs> but you know what, folks? We want to thank Juan Carlos Blacker, who's the new host of the Joe Pater Experience. That's right. Joe's the show. Juan Carlos is the host, and it's called Get a Grip on Rebates, and it's coming out in January. So wait for it, folks, and it'll be available on lighttedmag.com. We don't have any problems with that, do we? Lighttedmag.com. We don't. I think there's a couple part peeps, of us. Yeah, that are on that that are on that show on that page all the time. Maybe Ted a little bit. So check out Get a Grip on Rebates. Join the podcast network, and folks. Other than that, hope you have a happy new year. Bye for now. Written on the rectory wall, there's a sign there for all. You are lost, Lord is there to find you. Done? Oh, I am cooked, dude.